Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. You know, when you go through tough times like this, maybe it makes you a better team. You know, for Connor and for Dreisaitl, those guys have had uh, nice careers, and they've hit a little bump in the road, and it's going to make them better, it's going to make them stronger, and it's going to make them great people. This is Ryan Eugene Hopkins. This is Oscar Plaza. This is Milan This is Cam Talbot. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. This is Oil Country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America Wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, 6.30 Shed. for joining you on Oilers Now. have a feeling today is going to be a fun show. Nothing like getting started the right way. Yes, indeed. These guys are a fairly prolific band, aren't they, Brendan? They've done all right career-wise, as I seem to recall. You too, yes. They've been able to sustain it for about, uh, what, almost four decades now. I'd love to see them live one day. Have you seen them live? Yes, I have. Okay. Yeah, I I saw them live at uh, Commonwealth Stadium when they talked about uh, Gilbert Brule of the Edmonton Oilers. Do you know that story? No. So uh, Bono was out running in Vancouver and got caught in a torrential downpour, and Brule and his girlfriend at the time uh, picked uh, Bono and his manager or his trainer or whatever the deal was, and uh, they were drowned rats and picked them up and drove them back to the hotel. It's a pretty cool story, eh? You know what? I did hear that because I knew uh, Brulee's girlfriend at the time. Yeah. Was school what with was her. her name? Brittany? No, I think it was uh, Kelsey. Oh, okay. I don't know if we should say it on the radio. Maybe we're thinking of different girlfriends. Uh, who knows? <laughs> we're off to a great start. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jerry Johansson represented uh, Brule for a number of years. I think Brule's uh, last we saw playing over in Russia. This is Oilers Now, brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Digitex uh, has Chad using their copiers and their printers. Their service is excellent. They now sell supplies for all brands of printers at Big Savings, DigitexSupplies.ca. It is a Tuesday. Stoffer and Spectre, brought to you by Horse Racing Alberta, HRA Live Racing at uh, Northlands Park this Saturday. Uh, so Speck will join us today from 1230 to 1.30. Uh, we'll get an update out of Carolina with one of the nicest guys in the business, Trip Tracy. 
Trip Tracy joining us on today's edition of Oilers Now at 135. Uh, here's how you get hold of us. Uh, what are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about the draft. We're going to talk about Milan Lucic. Those are a couple of the items that we're going to talk about early in today's show. Uh, you can reach us on a River Creek Resort Casino hotline, 780 it's brought to you again by River Cree Resort and Casino. they got Blood, Sweat, and Tears featuring Bo Bice, June 29th. They've also got Nazareth, August the 10th. Tickets at Ticketmaster.ca. You can email us at OilersNow at 630Chad.com. You can text us at 630-630 for Westlock Ford. If you're looking for a new vehicle, go see Paul Olson at Westlock Ford or check out the great selection today at WestlockFord.com. Worth the drive to get your new ride. We are on Twitter. You can uh, follow the show at Oilers Now. Follow Brendan at Brendan Ulrich, and I'm available, Bob underscore Stoffer. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're going to hit a little on uh, uh, Milan Lucic and probably follow that conversation up as well with Mark Spector coming up. Talk a little about the draft, uh, Edmonton drafting 10th. Geez, Brendan, we're only, what's day, Tuesday. We are 10 days away from the 2018 NHL draft in Dallas. I will be flying to Dallas a week from today. You're going to be a busy man here because you got Thursday and Friday shows as I'm uh, attending the Claire Drake uh, Celebration of Life Thursday over at the university. Uh, and then I fly Tuesday, and you're going to do Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday for me before I hop back on the uh, floor. I'll do hits. Don't worry. I'll give you updates and stuff like that. But uh, Tuesday is a somewhat difficult uh, travel day into Dallas. Well, we talk a lot about the draft, of course, and uh, I was talking about the draft last time I filled in for you, and uh, we still have no idea who the others are going to pick at 10 because it depends who's there, right? So as yeah. much speculating as we, we do on this show, we'll never know until the ninth pick is made and yeah. then the Oilers are on the podium. So. You know, one of the indicators, uh, full disclosure, that I usually keep a pretty good eye Do we know what day Bob McKenzie's going to release? I think he's doing it on the Sunday. Uh, TSN.ca releases uh, McKenzie's list because that's a pretty good indicator. Uh, it's close to the draft. He talks to several organizations, uh, multiple uh, key people in roles, be it you know the director of player personnel, head scouts, whatever it is. Um, you know, f- from my perspective, there is a defined eight. Okay, for me, there is a defined top eight in the draft. They are as follows: Rasmus Dahlin, Evgeny Svechnikov. Did I say Evgeny? Andrei Svechnikov, uh, and then. Those two are automatics, I think, one, two. I think it's going to get really interesting at three. I received some information today saying that the Montreal Canadiens looking at defense at three, not necessarily looking at center, that uh, Jesperi Kotkaniemi may be a uh, a bit of a smokescreen at three. I could see Noah Dobson going as high as number three. Quebec League player, a little bit of a late bloomer, hasn't filled out yet, but, you know, just terrific uh, mind for the game. Great hockey sense. He can skate, and he's a competitive player. Uh, so anyhow, uh, the general consensus is Dolly number one, and then a run on the three forwards being Svechnikov, Kachuk, and Zadina. So those four will be gone. I believe that Dobson and Bouchard will be gone. And I personally believe that Kotkaniemi and Wallstrom will be gone. All in the top eight. And that's why we've got the run on the smaller defenseman 
9, 10, and 11 in that range. And speaking of uh, a range of potential D, we had Mark Edwards on yesterday from HockeyProspect.com. Uh, I asked him specifically about a run on D in that range at 9, 10, and 11 and where their rankings also would be for a guy like Ty Smith out of the Spokane Chiefs. Yeah, so Hughes, Bouchard, Boquist is our run on D, and it's 9, 10, 11. Uh, that was really tight as well. I mentioned Boquist quickly about the concussions, and that's why he's at 11 uh, in you know third amongst that group. R- wrist injuries as well for him, right? Uh, yeah, I hadn't heard as much about that, but it's, it's concussions. In this day and age, when we're hearing more about concussions and precautions and, and people getting a little more uh, worried about them, well, I get worried too when I put myself, as I said, right in a situation where you actually have to pull the trigger. So, and then you asked Ty Smith. He's down at 17. This is one where um, Ty Smith just didn't have great uh, games for me this year. Last year he did, but just in my particular viewing this year, he just wasn't uh, as good as, as he was for me last year. Uh, our West guys were really high on him. Uh, if we were just going by them, he would have been a tad higher, but... I think you could understand. I can just go by, you know, the and the U eighteen, uh, and he didn't have a great U eighteen. Not not fantastic. I don't. I wasn't as down as others, but yeah, I wouldn't say it, that he he you know blew the doors off or anything. So, and we're again, we're talking about you know guys in front of him like Denisenko, who I love, uh, Martin Cote, who we really love, Dominic Bach, amazing skill, and Joel Farabee, who we had up in you know six five six range for a lot of the year. So those are pretty good names in front of him as well. All right, well, um, certainly Hughes, for me, is probably in that nine spot. Uh, That, again, was Mark Edwards uh, from HockeyProspect.com. I got Ty Smith ahead of Adam Boquist. It does not mean the Edmonton Oilers do. I have my own rationale. I just think that Smith would be a real good fit in Edmonton. Uh, Everything I've heard about him uh, would suggest uh, hockey sense, uh, competitiveness, uh, and he can skate and I just look at the Edmonton Oilers and the type of organization I believe the team wants to build. And for me, in that 10-11 range, I, I see Ty Smith-Bolquist's injury issues are concerned, and so too are his ability to defend. There's no question. He probably has a higher offensive upside. He certainly appeared to have a higher offensive upside in the U18. So for those of you that want to criticize that and say, how can you have Smith ahead of Boquist based on what you saw the U18? I totally get it. Plus, Boquist is a right shot. I just think Smith would be a... You never go wrong with a Swede either. It's rare that Swedish players uh, tend to have character issues. And and so, you know, I I get it. But for me personally, I like Smith ahead of Boquist. Uh, Now, saying that, any one of my top eight, if they're available, I would take over Smith slash Hughes slash Boquist. So if Wallstrom's there, if Kakaniemi's there, if Dobson's there, if Bouchard's there, if Zadina drops, whatever, I, Kachuk drops, I'm taking one of those guys ahead of one of those smaller defensemen at 10. So that's that's kind of where we're coming from on that front. Um, there was one kind of wild card in the first round. I'm not sure if you heard about this Russian forward uh, Kravstov. And here is Mark Edwards again. Uh, he's a right winger. Um Amazing skater. Uh, he's a little slight in frame, which also reminds me of Elias Pettersson. Uh, okay. But just as far as goal scoring, like we're talking high, high, high end skill, pure goal goal scoring ability. You know, you give him, uh, you give him enough room for an inch around each, you know, uh, puck space, and he'll he'll find a way to get the puck in that little tiny spot, and uh, you know, just dangling around D, making them look silly. 
uh, he'll take pucks to the net. And then he showed some creativity too as well, uh, moving some pucks. He had a fantastic playoff playing pro in the uh, in the KHL. Um, so there's there's a lot there. Uh, I think a lot of teams were kind of late to the party and scrambled to do some work. Had a lot of discussions with guys over the past two weeks about yeah. him, and it seems like uh, I've never heard so many scouts say to me, "Yeah, I've watched a lot of tape on him recently." You know, you just don't you don't hear that too often. That's more of a football term. Watch the tape. Sure. You know, hockey's live, live, live. And uh, you know, he's a guy that we were forced to unfortunately have to just go to the tape, uh, but. Uh, I'll be really interested to see where he comes off the board because I just don't think enough teams uh, got on board and, and uh, saw a ton of them really early. And I think he had he had a lot of interviews at the combine. Mark Edwards, an interpreter. Hot. All right, there you go. So uh, that's Mark Edwards uh, from HockeyProspect.com talking about Vitaly Kravtsov, uh, who. Uh, plays uh, for Chelebink's uh, tractor in the KHL in in the playoffs six goals 11 points in 16 games a six foot two 170 pound right winger he is a left shot that is common for Russian players and uh, late born as well I mean he was actually born in 1999 so he's not a 2000 a little bit older than some of the kids not much though December 23rd interesting player I, my guess is he ends up in the top 15. You look at the New York Islanders with two picks. I, they're picking 11 and 12. They've got the Flames number one as well as part of the Travis Hamonic deal. I could easily foresee the Islanders moving both picks. Let's not forget Lou Lamarillo's in the mid-70s. He wants to win right now. Speaking of movement, uh, Mike Harrington was on yesterday from the Buffalo News, and he spoke about Rasmus Ristolainen being coveted by Western Conference teams. Yeah, and I think it's interesting. You know, Ristolainen is really coveted by a lot of teams and a lot of media markets, and they all tend to be from the Western Conference. Right. And I don't know what that says about his game, but a lot of his successful games have been against Edmonton and Calgary and Vancouver, and he doesn't do very much when the Sabres play Boston and Toronto and Montreal and Florida and Tampa, the teams they need to beat. So the perception of Ristolainen is really different around the league based on who you talk to all right, there you go. That is uh, Mike Harrington. John Shannon was in yesterday. Uh, for the record, uh, I would I, I think it might be a bit of a long shot for Edmonton to get in Aristolainen, for those of you that are asking. Um, John Shannon was on yesterday's show. Milan Lucic. Brendan, we talked a bit about the. Let's get to Shannon's thoughts and where the orders are at with Lucic, and then we can comment after. Well, if he comes back as an order, I, I totally agree with you. He's not going to have near as bad a season as he did last year. And, you know, I I, I, I must I got to give Lucic a lot of credit. I think he's a lot smarter than, than people think. And I think he knows the game better than most people think. Uh, but he couldn't get out of his own way last year. And that, to me, is uh, uh, somebody actually trying to do too much. Uh, so from that perspective, I think if he, you know, trimmed down a little bit and tried to improve his foot speed, then perhaps... Uh, perhaps we're we're going to see a, a better Milan Lucic for the Oilers. Uh, that said, I mean, if if there's any way, to me, it, a trade with Lucic, to me, this is very similar to an NBA trade. Uh, if there's money going in or going out, there has to be money coming back in, and then that becomes what's the liability of what's coming back in as well. And it's coming, it's going, it's coming in because you know the people 
on the other side are dissatisfied with what that player has been to. I, I think it's probably best best interest of the Oilers to sit on. I like Chris's comment about selling low. I think that selling low is a, an interesting concept right now. But you know, this is a, a different time at a different place, and the salary cap just drives so much importance up for every team. Uh, that uh, Peter feels that it's important to get rid of salary in order to try to get other players signed or play in the free agent market, then Milan Lucic is the obvious choice. All right, that's John Shannon from yesterday's edition of Oilers Now. Again, Peter Shirelli has not said anything regarding Milan Lucic. Jerry Johansson, who represents uh, Milan Lucic, is not an agent who's been known for being a carnival barker when something goes wrong with his client. Uh, he doesn't blame organizations when a client has a bad year, a player has a bad year. He doesn't blame the coach. He doesn't. Uh, there are agents out there. Take a look at how the Jonathan Durant situation was handled in Tampa Bay. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm starting to think maybe Durant just isn't that good. Uh, maybe history will prove otherwise. Uh, Rich Winner uh, could be acerbic at times uh, during the past. So Johansson hasn't said anything. Um, Peter Shirelli hasn't said anything. And I know enough about Jerry to know that his expectation would be when a client signs a deal in a market that there would be an expectation that that client would perform and live up to the contract. Lucic had a terrible second half. He was actually having a pretty good first half to the season, and then it just fell apart. Again, Milan said at the end of the year, it was 90% mental. It was not a physical situation. Uh, could he be traded? Sure. We discussed that yesterday. Anybody can be traded. Is there a distinct possibility he could be back at the start of the year and playing in the Oilers' top six? Yes. Could he get his game back? Yes, I know the analytics guys have broken it down and said, no, he's a uh, ridiculously depreciating asset. He's played too many guy, uh, too many games. This has caught up to him. He has to be better than he was in the final 46 games last year. I think for part of, part of the equation for him is he's got to be at a better place mentally in terms of in a more positive place because his way to react to every scenario was to show frustration, and he did it overtly in front of his teammates. And as a 29, now 30-year-old veteran, uh, my expectation would be that he would be a professional in that scenario. So, uh, you know, I, I can't tell you what's going to happen. What I will tell you is if he is back, I fully expect him to be better. In terms of the potential market out there, I mean, yesterday Bob McKenzie and Darren Drager both indicated, no, there'd be teams out there. Uh, I do think it's a difficult trade to do, and a strong argument can be made that you'd be trading him at a time where his valuation would be low, and maybe you'd be better off to see. So if it's the right situation, I would envision a potential move in terms of a trade. But if it's not the perfect scenario... There's a distinct possibility he's back. And he does provide some things, whether or not guys want to believe it or not. Like somebody say, well, you know, if he's so tough, why did Mark Savard take a headshot? I'm telling you that players on the orders felt differently once Lucic came to the team. I mean, were they happy with how he performed in the final 46 games in terms of offensively? Probably not. Do they know that they got a guy in their team that guys on other teams are scared of? Yes. Does that result in quieter games? Yes. Do you pay $6 million for just that? No. 
you're looking for you know some offensive contribution as well. So let's see how this situation plays itself out. Okay, it's it's. I would say based on the text that we got yesterday, two thirds of the fans are like just get him the hell out of here. That's how a lot of the fans are, and how a lot of the analytics guys are. But they didn't like the signing in the first place. Okay. Conversely, a third of the fans are like, whoa, 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 whoa. He didn't have a good year. Now's not the time to move him unless you get the perfect opportunity and the right player in return. Let's just see what he does. Okay? I think I'm more of the patient school. I, I don't know how. I've not spoken direct. I have no idea in terms of how it would be to make a deal. I, I don't know what's out there for him, but my guess is if he plays better, there's going to be more out there for him. And you know what? If he's going good, usually what happens is players are more comfortable in that scenario. And so are teams, right? When it's going good. When it's going bad, it makes for tougher decisions. you got 30 seconds. Jump in. Well, I think, uh, I mean, ideally, you'd maybe want Lucic on your third line. But right now on the Oilers, he is likely a second liner. And that's because they don't have a lot of proven winger options right now. So I think you can make a case for keeping Lucic and hoping for him to bounce back. At the same time, if you can somehow move out the $6 million, you then can maybe look at signing a guy like James Neal or someone in free agency with a cap space. So I don't know what, as you just talked about, we don't know what's out there, though. Can they we have possibly no make a deal to get rid of that contract? I don't know. Yeah, we have no idea what's out there. If it's possible, though, they should be exploring it, I think. I they're, mean, they're constantly exploring yeah, things. So, you know that. Well, but, yeah, I'm but sure I just, are. just the automatic. Let's just get this guy out. There. No, yeah, I'm not of that school either. Yeah, I, so. you can make a case that he'll that he'll bounce back. I know his five on five numbers were not good last year, but his five on five numbers have been declined the last two years. But what happened last year is they're actually decent until December 23rd. Right, he scored the power play goal against the Canadians. He was at a decent spot at that point. The team had got climbed back into it. And then it fell apart in the second half of the season. And I believe it fell apart because he had some challenges, maybe some that he didn't share with us, that I don't think it was purely physical. And I do believe that people can bounce back. I mean, I know that others have, Jason Greger wrote a piece and brought up Dustin Brown. Dustin Brown had five crappy years in a row and then had a breakthrough last season. His minutes were cut playing under Daryl Sutter. Milan Lucic had a bad four months. Let's see what happens. All right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to go to a global news weather traffic update with Randy Kilburn. We will talk about Milan Lucic with Mark Spector, Stoffer Inspector for Horse Racing Alberta, live racing Saturdays in Northlands Park when we return. When you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place. ProAmSports.ca. Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a ProAm Sports Certificate of Authenticity and Hologram, you know it's 100% authentic, hand-signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, Pro-Am Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at ProAmSports.ca. That's ProAmSports.ca.